What up, everyone? Welcome to the Just Bleed podcast. Today is a little bit of a downer. We're missing two of our friends here, but as always, I'm joined by our buddies here. Tan Man Tanner, changing up your nicknames here, and Baby Mike. <laughs> I like uh, it, I like it. Yeah, we're missing uh, Jose, of course, and then uh, ticked off Corey Tickner. He's down and out right now uh, due to the weather. Uh, things are a little different, but we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to go ahead and hop into uh, our first picked fights, and that is going to be Dracar Close and Luis Pena. Uh, what do we got going on here, guys? Mike, you got some notes for this. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I hope they're right, man. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, Dracar Close, 32 years old. He is the favorite, minus 200. Two to one or one and a half, I guess you call this one. Um, he's coming off a loss to Dariush, which we've seen. He is no easy pickings. Dariush is on the come up, so you can't really fault him for that one. Luis Pena, Mr. Dangerous Bob Ross. Violent Bob Ross. Violent Bob Ross. My bad, excuse me. <clears throat> he's an up-and-comer. He's very young. He's 27 years old. So I think it'll be a battle of the experience on this one. I'll take Drakkar as the first pick. I like it. Yeah, me too. Tanner, what do you got? So the only thing that Mike didn't mention, I guess, would be Drakkar Close, Close say, whatever you want to call him. He's 11-2-1. and one. And of his, what, 13 fights, no, 14 fights, uh, nine of them have gone to decision. He lost one by decision and one no contest. So he's definitely got some cardio in him. Um, Pena's eight and three, four wins by submission. I think if Pena's going to pull this off, he's going to have to pull out some jits. But I'm going with Drakar on this one. Ooh, spicy. I like it. However... Going to throw a little wrench in here. Uh, I'm going to kick things off here by dropping a please believe me on y'all. Um, this is a good uh, bout here. So I don't know if a lot of people are tracking here, but Luis Pena is stepping in on 10 days notice to take on Jakar close. Um, I think Jakar is the more rounded fighter. However, uh, Luis Pena over the last year has been training over at American Top Team. Uh, something cool about him is he holds a pretty sizable reach advantage and height advantage over here. Jokar Close, all of his UFC opponents have been around the same height, uh, same length as him. I'm excited to see how Luis Pena is going to go in there and use his uh, size, reach, and uh, height to his advantage. He's a slight dog. I think out of everyone on this card, uh, you've got some good money to be made there on Luis Pena, um, just because I like what's going on here with the short notice fight. Uh, please believe me, Luis Pena. I like it. All righty. Moving on. Uh, we've got Jared Gordon and Danny Chavez next, right? Yeah. It's Flash versus the Colombian Warrior. Colombian Warrior, hey. Colombian Warrior, yeah. All right. You want to keep the same uh, rotation here? Mike, give us your take. Fine on this one. Uh, Jared Gordon, this is a very close fight. It's a plus 110 underdog, so not much there. Last I saw, Danny Chavez was a minus 139. Um, Gordon is 16 and 4. He's 32 years old. Both of these are. 
And a notable fight he has is against Oliveira, which he did lose. Um, however, he is coming off a win this past summer, July 2020. Danny Chavez is on a four-fight win streak and hasn't lost since uh, 2016. Damn. So that's my pick. Chavez right there for those stats. Chavez, I like it. Um, so I was looking up some uh, Flash Gordon stuff. All of his losses, he's 16-4. and four. All of his losses come from KO, TKO. Um, he won his last fight, like Mike said, by decision. Chavez is 11 and three and 10 of his 14 fights have gone to decision. Um, he's on a four fight win streak. So I'm definitely going with the Colombian warrior on this one. Dang. All right. So I'm not on the same page as you guys this week. <laughs> it's going to be make or break for me. Um, uh, so I'm wrong with uh, Jared Gordon, man. Um, I don't know too much about the guy. I know um, I've seen a lot of articles that go on and talk about how good of a wrestler this guy is. Um, I'm kind of biased towards wrestlers. So without knowing too much beyond that, I think I'll just roll with Gordon, man. I like it. And with that, I think that will take care of our prelim discussion onto the main card. Um, I think this is kind of a sleeper for a good card. I don't know if we agree with me here, but um, I think some people, um, well, we'll talk about the main event uh, later, but some people are a little disappointed uh, how they think that one might pan out, but I think it's going to be a good card overall. But um, we can get started with Phil Hawes, and I cannot pronounce this man's first name, so I'm going to try his last name, Imovav. Uh, what do you got for us, baby Mike? Uh, we'll just go with uh, – we can call him Nas for now. Okay. Nas. Guys... <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pronounce it either, so I just wrote it down, Nas. Um, Nas, similar to the first fight, Philip Hawes is 32 years old and Nas is 25. Both only have 11 fights under their record. Uh, this will be – Nas's second fight in the UFC. Philip Hawes hasn't, or his loss, not, notable loss is to what I believe to be Julian Marquez. This was before the UFC, it was in Dana White's contender series. So I wouldn't really call it the UFC quite yet. And both these guys haven't lost since 2017. I'm um, taking a. Uh, Megatron on this one, Philip Haas. Hey, I like it. I like it. Um, so this was a, a tough one for me. This is, um, so Haas, I, I don't know if you said this, Mike. I know you said he's on a five-fight win streak, but uh, none of Haas's fights have gone to decision. Uh, none of the eleven. Um, I think this is probably going to be well. My money is that it's going to be fight of the night. Um, and I'll be surprised if it goes all three rounds, but I'm going with Imavov on this one. Ooh, okay. All, all right. All right. All right. Uh, anything else to add there, Chandler, before I drop a, a pick on y'all? Nope. That's it. All right. I like it. I'm going to break the tie here. I'm rolling uh, Phil Hawes, um, kind of leaning in here again on that whole wrestling bias. Um, I think his last two wins, he's got less than two minutes total cage time. Um, so it's either ending faster. I think we're going to see a decision here. Um, 
I guess some fun facts for you. Um, he's a Juco Natty champ, I think, uh, at 190, what would it be, 196? I'm not certain. But um, he did have a, a debut on Dana White's Contender Series. He lost that one, I want to say, by head kick. And then um, I think about five years or so ago, he did a lot of training out in Thailand, getting that Muay Thai up. So I think that's where we see a lot of his uh, striking. Uh, on the Gaethje and who was it card, uh, that's where we saw that, what, 20-some-odd second knockout. Um, but I think I've also read that this man has some issues with fatigue. Um, I'm curious to see what happens if it goes past, you know, that first or midway through the second round. Um, however, I am still going to roll with Phil Hawes here. Cardio is one of the factors why I picked Imavov. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one of the group that uh, <laughs> picked Imavov. So if he wins, you'll have to chug. Oh, man. <laughs> this will be, be fun. All right. But uh, I think things for Phil Hawes, too, if he gets in there and gets him another, you know, highlight win, right? He's kind of on the up and up in that division, mm-hmm. potentially. Well, cool. All right. Uh, next up, we got Alexi Olenek and Chris Dacus. I like this one. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, some people might not be too hyped up about Alexi seeing as he's Andre 43 Ross. years old. But... Oh, sorry. Wait, is it? He's on the main card now? Yeah. yeah. On the main All card. Right. Excuse me. I've been uh, had on Google here. I don't have the UFC card in front of me. All right. So, Tanner, take over here because I have nothing yeah. in front of me for Andre Arlovsky. Andre the Pitbull Arlovsky versus Tom Aspinall. Uh, Mike, hit him with the stats. So, Arlovsky has been fighting for a minute. He's 30 and 19. He's 5'6 and 1 since 2017. So, I think age has caught up to him. He's on. He's no longer in his prime, as you can tell. Uh, he's definitely more experienced, but uh, Tom Aspinall is a pretty likable favorite at minus 65, while Larsky is at plus 200. Uh, Aspinall is 9-2, and two, so he doesn't have much experience. However, he's only had two fights go past the first round. He has eight knockouts. I'm taking Aspinall, the 27-year-old. I like it. Yeah, so I think, I guess this would be my please believe me that Arlovsky's going to get knocked out because I was looking up his, uh, his whole career and so this is fight number 52 because he's 30, 19, and 2. 28 of his 49, um, uh, four, 28 of his 51 fights. Either he gets knocked out or he knocks somebody out. So this one's definitely not going to go the distance. Um, but uh, Aspinall hasn't really fought any big names, but I'm going to roll with him. I think he's an up and comer. Nice. Okay, so that leaves me left. <laughs> so, okay, without knowing that Arlovsky was on the main card now, I think it kind of ties in with what I was going to say anyways for how we've been talking about Alexi and uh, Chris Dawkins. I'm rolling with Andre Arlovsky here. Um, he's the vet. Um, I think they still got something to teach these youngins. Uh, last I read, uh Andre Arlovsky says he's tired of being a human punching bag so he may come out there with something uh to give rather than receive 
So I'm looking for. I think I think uh, he's what? What did we say? He's 42, 43. He is oh, um, 42. Yeah. 42. Uh, same age range there as Alexi. These guys. I mean, they got the age on them, but they're they're still giving it to people. So yeah. rolling, Andre. I like it. Yeah, one or two fight win streak. So hey, I like it. Now it's right. Olenek. Now we got Olenek. Yeah, in Dacus. All right. Um, go ahead, Mike. Let us know. All right. So as we just mentioned, Olenek is older, much older. He's forty-three years old. Goodness, I did not write his record on this one. 69, 14, and 1. So a total of 84 fights. No, sir. Yeah. So he's been here for a minute. I didn't, however, write 46 of those wins have came by submission. Yep. As you know, his name is the Boa Constrictor, man. He's got that unlocked. <clears throat> Notable wins for him. He beat Verdun. And the crochet boss, Maurice Green, who is... It was fairly well, fairly good, fairly good. His last loss was to Derek Lewis, who will be fighting in the main event. Um, the cost is the favorite in this one. He is 10 and three with nine knockouts. This will be his third UFC fight. On this one, I think we all don't really have much on him, but with Olenek's track record, 46 submissions, that's what I'm taking. So I did make a mistake. It's 59, 14, and 1. Ooh. So oh. 74 total fights. My apologies. <laughs> All right. Give us your pick, Tanner. So Olenek is – he's like the guy, the old bastard that won't go away. <laughs> he's uh, fighting for 24 years. Uh, he's coming off a loss to Derek Lewis, but um, I think Dawkins is going to come out swinging. He's on a three-fight win streak. Um, all three of his last fights did not go outside the first round. Um, I'm definitely going to go with the bow constrictor on this one. All right. Then we got a clean sweep. I'm taking Alexi Olenek as well. Um, kind of in line with that whole uh, – Topic I went off of for Andre. These are vets. Um, this is uh, Alexi's full-time job. Chris Dawkins is a full-time police officer right now. So he trains when he can. Um, uh, I also think uh, Alexi's going to take him down. From what I've read, Dawkins, I mean, he's all right with grappling exchanges. But when someone uh, has 59 uh, wins under their belt, what, over 70 uh, bouts total, they've got that, you know, experience there uh yeah i see alexi um you know i said earlier i think uh pena was you know a good underdog to put some money on but alexi might be a good dog as well if you're into that i agree um, also a fun fact here did you know alexi olenek uh grappled or i'm sorry had an actual match with gordon ryan he got subbed like almost immediately but yeah, uh there's no way gordon <laughs> ryan's uh, he's a different animal Good times though. Cool. So I think that's the first one we've all aligned with, huh? Yeah, that is. Makes me want to just switch it up to Duckus, but I'm not going to. I'm hey, going man, with the Anything's bat. possible. Yeah. He is the favorite. <laughs> Vegas may know something on this one. Vegas always knows something. Yeah, Vegas is in. All right, here we go. 
unless someone sees something else. I've got sure. Charles Rosa. Yeah. And is that Derek? Darek? Darek Minner? Minner? I don't All right. know. Cool. I guess it's as All good right. as y'all's. You said you guess as good as ours? Yeah. All right. Derek, well, I can Darek. tell you. What's up? Hit it, Mike. All right. So we have Charles, Charles Rosa, 34 years old, 13 and four. Eight of those wins coming out of submission. He's a black belt jujitsu uh, artist uh, coming from American Top Team. He has losses to Yair, Shane Burgos, and Bryce Mitchell. Our well-known cats. What's Bryce division. Mitchell's nickname? Doug Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Doug Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and Dark Minner is the underdog. He's 30 years old. 25 and 11, 22 submission wins with eight submission losses. I don't know if y'all. Yeah, that's weird. That is very weird. <laughs> and he's coming off a win against PJ, what, Laramie? Don't know who that guy is. Um, kind of opposite of what I just said with Alexi. With having so many wins by submission on this one, however, he does have quite a few losses in that same manner. I'm taking Charles Rosa. I like it. Some logic there for y'all. Take it or leave. Yeah, you you touched on uh, pretty much everything I was gonna say. I I just think this one will turn into a more than likely it'll turn into a jujitsu match, or neither one of them will want to go to the ground, and it'll just be like a boxing match. But that, that's what makes it tough for me to pick this one. But I'm going to go with the Boston Strong. I will add, though, might not be a bad bet to say this one won't go the distance. Agree. Cool. Well, then, uh, I mean, I think, I think we've all said it. It's going to be a uh, – we got some grapple boys in the mix. Um, I'm going Rosa. I think everything I've looked upon it says that out of uh, these two, uh, I think he holds the best uh, grappling defense. So oh, really? that's probably going to be uh, something to check out there. And did you say uh, this cat that he's going up against, he has 11 losses and eight are by submission? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like live and die by. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a, a Rosa. Rosa for me. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Um, okay, here we go. Women's bantamweight, the co-main event. Some people might be sleeping on this one, and I don't know. Could be, could be a good time here. Um, what do we got? What do we got, Mike? All right. So, is it Caitlin? Is it Caitlin? Kathleen. Oh, sir. Caitlin Vieira is, I believe, the second biggest favorite in this card, if I'm not mistaken. With 11-1. Only loss is to Irene Aldana. That was a nasty KO. Yeah, she just came off – she's coming off a win from Sajera Eubanks. Uh, she has notable wins against Kat Singano and Sarah McMahon. And she's also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Yana Kunitskaya is a plus 215 underdog, 31 years old, 13, 5, and 1. 
Her background is Muay Thai. And she's also fought Cyborg and Aspen Lad, which as y'all know are featherweights. So she's fought at that weight class, dropping 10 pounds. Not, not easy. But I'm taking the huge favorite here, Vieta. Yeah, I knew you would. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I, I picked the same. I can't say anything. Uh, the Phenomino versus Foxy. Um, Fox, I don't, Foxy has fought um, Cyborg, but lost. Uh, I mean, she fights. She's fought like one or two big names, but every time she loses, Vieira has a couple big name wins. I think that the level in the competition that they've fought that's the main reason why I'm picking Vieira. And um, I was looking at like one of her weigh-in pictures and she just looks freaking jacked. <laughs> so that was another reason. <laughs> but on to you, Jake. I got the Phenomino. Phenom. Hey, I got Kunitsikaya or however you say it Ooh. here. Yeah. Plug me in for that one. Um, so Kunitsikaya found out she has a pretty high striking volume output. Um, and the only logic I could tie that to is just from whenever I seen Irene Aldana catch Kathleen Vieira. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But um, I figure the more you throw, something's bound to land. Um, but I, 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 I couldn't call it. I'll take the underdog here. You're taking the underdog? Yeah. Kunitsi Car, right? That's the underdog? Yeah, uh, you, Corey, and Jose have Kunitsikaya. Something's in the water. In Shout the out, Lisa Lamb. Something's in the snow. <laughs> Go ahead on the main event. Oh, this is it. This is a good one. This is a good one. All right. Um, I'm pumped for this one. I love Derek Lewis, but I may be a little biased there. Uh, Y'all go ahead. Give it to me. We don't need stats on this one. <laughs> Do we? These are well-known guys. Uh, Curtis Blades, he's known for his wrestling. He did have an interview recently. He said he's going to take this fight to the ground. He doesn't think Derek Lewis's wrestling is good at all, per se. Uh, Blades has only lost to one guy, Francis Ngani. He does have two losses. They're both against him. <laughs> Derek Lewis, he beat Ngannou. But if you remember that fight, was it was it really a fight? It's, that was a uh, Yoel versus Adesanya, one point Or Yoel Adesanya. Um, yeah, this is the biggest uh, underdog fight in the card, minus four hundred and plus three hundred. So if you like dogs, go ahead and bet Derek Lewis. As far as my money goes, I like to keep it in my pocket unless I'm comfortable. <laughs> to I'm taking Curtis Blades, baby. All right. Um, so I guess Blades is on a four fight win streak. I mean, he's a he's a tank man, and his he's got a real gas tank, and that's where I think Black Beast Derek Lewis suffers is uh, his gas tank. Um, I really think Blades is just going to ground and pound him and get a TKO. 
the st- the stamina levels for me is too big between these two, so I'm I've got to go with Blades. But it's Derek Lewis. He always has a puncher's chance. He's got fucking dynamite in his hand. So that boxing background. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, going with the dog here. H Town's own Derek Lewis. Uh, I came into this podcast ready to. Show you guys something. <laughs> we got go. That's why he's wearing a jacket. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this was almost going to be my please believe me, but I'm not ready to go out like that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, listen, I think, I mean, everybody sees the strategy coming in from a mile away with Curtis Blades, right? So, I mean, obviously the person that's going to be in there <laughs> has got to figure out if they're going to at least stuff a few, right? So if you can at least stuff a few, man, um, then uh, I think it starts to turn into a bit of a stand-up game, which is by no means easy for Derek Lewis, man. Uh, Curtis Blades has some power too. Not some, a lot. But uh, I don't know. Uh, coming into that Alexi Olnick fight with Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis was actually taking his uh, um, training and his eating habits and things of that uh, nature a little bit more seriously. So I'd like to believe that he's kept to that same game plan since um so things may have changed that cardio may be improved um i'm looking for a Derek lewis win because i want to hear a post-fight interview um <laughs> those are absolutely insane but yeah lock me in Derek lewis i like it and Derek lewis hasn't been posting on his famous uh, instagram as much lately i think he he's been in the gym <laughs> but i will say to add on that I think that Derek Lewis can train as much wrestling as he wants. And in the later rounds, it's not going to make a difference because he's going to be gassed. But I think in the first round, maybe even second round, and I'll even give him half the third. (laughs) He can maybe defend some takedowns, but I think after that, it's going to be. So he, I mean, another thing, he hung around there with Alexi for a while. I mean, he was pretty much losing that fight with Alexi, but he was still hanging around. Um, yeah. And you could see something uh, similar to that fight in which he freaking, you know, <laughs> takes out Blades with a punch here uh, after they've both been grappling with each other. So that's why I'm excited for that fight. I've seen a lot of people online saying it's going to be a lame prey, you know, snooze fest, but I don't necessarily buy into that, which is why I think this card itself is going to be uh, pretty popping, man. I like it. But uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, Tanner. Uh, we can get this in before we cut. What happens? What happens with who wins here in this heavyweight fight? Are they in the title contention running, or what's the what's the move? That was my well. Dana said that winner of Nganu and Stipe is fighting John Jones. Jeez. And so, um, and then I was listening to Curtis Blades' interview with Ariel Hawani, and he was saying Blades is like, I have no problem waiting. He's like, if John Jones wins, cool. If he doesn't, cool. Like, I'll go after John. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's 29. So mm-hmm. he's he's one of the youngest heavyweights in the top. But, uh, like, Francis, I want to say, is 34. Derek Lewis is 36. I know Stipe's, like, mid-30s. So I, I'll say this boldly that I wouldn't be surprised at all if Curtis Blades is a champion in a couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Yep. 
But, and then we'll be having that talk again about how wrestlers dominate divisions. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, man. I'm gonna pull up the the rankings and see how many uh, champs are wrestlers. Yeah, well, with, while you look that up, if John Jones does not get that fight, and Engano wins, and I don't think they give him Engano for a third fight. Not right now. Yeah, Curtis. Yeah. He's already lost him. He's his only loss. He's already lost him twice. Yeah. I see that happening. However, if Derek Lewis does happen to beat him, he'll he'll be next in line after John. Here's a here's a question for y'all. How do you think John is gonna fare in the heavyweight division? I don't. I mean, shoot, he got freaking rocked by Dom, dude. Um I don't see him taking too many of them big paws up at heavyweight. Um, and I don't know how, you know, that transfer between light heavy and heavyweight will be. I mean, he can, you know, wrestle with these boys at light heavyweight, but some big men up there at heavyweight, man. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how that pans out. But I, I mean, I see a world in which <laughs> you have – Francis Ngannou and John Jones in the same ring, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Ngannou to say, okay, cool, guess what? I'm just going to freaking come out here swinging for 30 seconds and hope I catch you. Yeah. Uh, which is what, that's how his last fight went, right? Uh, uh, but that was in a little 25-foot octagon, man. That'd be the scariest fucking thing to see. He takes up about <laughs> a third of it if he's laying down. The worst part is he doesn't even have to catch you clean. He's just got to graze you. And yeah, no, it's crazy. So I'm I'm excited for whoever whoever uh, John ends up facing. Yeah, I just don't. I I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna fare very well because, I mean, he cuts to 205. But what does he walk around at 220, 230 mm -hmm. maybe on a yeah. on a thick day, right? And then maybe by packing on some pounds there, right, you kind of sacrifice some movement i mean it's not that he's gonna be the slowest guy in the ring right but yeah. um I, I i would say that francis is more of a physical freak at heavyweight than john would be um he's just i don't i man you don't see people build like that that's crazy to be what what is, it, is the, the biggest freak in the whole ufc and potentially <laughs> all of sports mm -hmm. yeah you can't it, to be to have that much muscle on you <laughs> But look at look at uh I mean just to just to think off the top of the head I don't even think this cat fights anymore. Look at uh you remember Roy Nelson, yeah, yeah big belly, <laughs> big belly, and then you have Francis Ngannou. Man, he tells you there's just all shapes and sizes in that heavyweight division, dude. You don't see it. You don't see a pudgy 125 pounder. <laughs> no. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but, yeah, exciting stuff. So, so for champions. Peter Young's wrestling. Um, I guess Figueredo would be jujitsu more than anything. Volkanovski, he's kind of like a hybrid, huh? Yeah. Khabib, definitely. Usman, definitely. Izzy and Jan, probably not. And then Stipe, yeah. So, was that one, two, three? Four, five. 
Oh no, Jake's hilarious. You're muted. I'm back, Jake. Oh, you muted yourself. There yeah, we go. I took myself out. There we go. Yeah. I'm stuck in a box. All right. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a signal. All right. So signing off until next week. Yep. Where we check back in. Good. Peace and love.